The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Back in on the drive. Always one of my favorite segments of the week. We're happy to be joined by the guys from Arrowhead Pride for our roundtable. We'll get to them momentarily. But the pop quiz was presented by Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. The winner gets a gift card to the other place. Today's pop quiz was The Big Lebowski. So we're moving on in Nick's favorite movies. Great movie, buddy. We have Superbad, Forrest Gump, and The Big Lebowski. Shut the so blank up, Donnie. And learning more lines in that movie. about pretty, pretty different movies. Huh? They are three. Different. They are three completely different yeah. kind of movies, which I kind of dig, man. You gotta have, you know, you gotta, you gotta spread your wings a little. Yeah, bit. diverse yeah. taste, guys. Yeah, life's about variety. So we're happy to be joined right now by our guys from Arrowhead Pride. We've got Joel Thorman. We've got Pete Sweeney. How you guys uh, doing today? Doing great. Doing great, man. I think you're good, Pete. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just a little lower. Than <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're good. Okay. Uh, let's start with this. What did you guys make of the Pro Bowl rosters being announced yesterday? The Chiefs had, I would say, some pretty obvious snubs. Yeah, anytime you can get Anthony Sherman in the Pro Bowl as a starter, you got to do it. Uh, Chris Jones, huge snub. Um, I think he'd be like a dark horse defensive player of the year candidate, probably a few spots down. Uh, so cannot believe he was uh, excluded. Actually, I can't believe it because there's always weird ones like that every year. I'd, I'd say Chris Jones was the biggest snub, and then Schwartz right behind him. The Pro Bowl makes me sick. It, it's just so silly. It, it, just don't have the fans vote. Why is the Pro Bowl not just the first and second all-pro teams, which are voted on by people who watch the game and know what's going on, and then the rest is maybe a fan vote? The fact that Mitch Schwartz is a three-time all-pro and has been snubbed again, <laughs> and Anthony Sherman is on the team, and Eric Fisher on the team is on the team, is a disgrace. Why, how many teams even use fullbacks anymore? I mean, let's be honest. Why is, why, why is the fullback position even on there when Anthony Sherman gets more snaps on special teams than he does on offense. Like that's even, the, And I love Anthony Sherman. I love what he brings to the team, all that stuff. But I'm sorry, man. He, he's probably even laughing. you got to be kidding me. I'm going to the Pro Bowl. There are several years past uh, being where, where they should have changed it. Um, I mean, like, make it totally into a complete fan thing. Uh, it's fun. Don't even have a game and do a skills challenge or something like that and just not make it important at all. Um, or change how you vote somehow. Like, it's, it's just – it's got to be different. It's got to be with today's game. Like – We've had three receivers on the field the majority of the time for years now. Like, this is, it should have been changed in like 2010. Yeah. One, one thing that, uh, that's a really good perspective, too. I didn't think about that either. One thing that I noticed about the Pro Bowl right away is NFL.com in their announcement led with Patrick Mahomes. Watch Good Morning Football this morning. The first thing they're showing is Patrick Mahomes. I think they're, pe- you know, pegging him uh, to be the face of this game. 
Next to the Justin Houston and coverage jokes that you get from Chiefs fans on Twitter, the next one is, but they won't be playing in the Pro Bowl. They'll be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, of course, that, you, like get, you got a couple times. of Every fan base. But the, the thing, though, because we, we talked about that earlier today, is anybody that when you do something, you want accolades for what you've accomplished. Like SB Nation, I'm sure you guys have some internal, your website got the most hits, you generated the most traffic. When it comes time to get your credit, I want the credit I deserve. If you're Chris Jones and you have 14 sacks this season and you've taken maybe the biggest step we've seen from any player in year two to year three, man, I want my credit. I want, I want my respect. And I think we know how competitive these guys are that when it comes time to show how you match up against your peers, you want to stack up there. Man, I'd be disappointed if I was Chris Jones. I mean, I've done everything on the field I'm supposed to do. How do I not make the Pro Bowl when I know I'm better than Player X? I would I would uh, feel the same way. Like, I think it's almost like a branding thing. Those who, like, follow football closely know that the all-pro lists are the ones that really matter. Um, and they, they get it right most of the time. And the Pro Bowl's been kind of a joke for a few years. So, like, the average fan looks at the Pro Bowl and thinks that's, like, the thing. But really, like, if you pay close attention to football, it's the AP all-pro lists uh, voted on by sports writers that – most of them follow the game pretty closely is what really matters so i just think like the longer this goes on the more irrelevant the pro bowl is going to be and it's just going to continue to be kind of a joke i would say that it mattered to richard sherman who was supposed to get a million bucks yeah. if he made the pro bowl they have this I mean, stuff written into their contract that, eric fisher too had a bonus would he get a half million bucks is that what he got I think, yeah i think for getting in there so i think that's why the pro bowl matt that's why i'd be pissed if i was a player like do i after beating the hell out of my body for a ton of weeks, do I really want to go to Orlando and play another game, especially if you've been in the league for a long time? No. But I'd sure like to half million bucks if that's into my con- if that's in my contract. Go go send them to Orlando and have them throw some footballs through some tires and see who can do it the most times in a row. Like, like do it something like, a, like that. I want it to be like a dude perfect event. You know what I mean? Give me let me see some one handed grabs. Let's try to everybody be try to be Odell Beckham or something. When, I don't, I when don't was, know. When was the last time you watched the Pro Bowl? I watch it every year, at least for a little bit. I don't watch the It's full been game. years since I, was, I have. I was sent to cover it one year when I was still wow. with Chiefs.com. So well, think, if it's in Hawaii, that's the last one so I watched. Bad. Yeah. That's not so it's bad. It's even worse in person. I went to the one in Arizona. We went to the Super Bowl. Uh, it was the Patriots and uh, Seahawks won the Marshawn at the goal line. We went to that one, and it was it's worse in person than it is on television. But people like it for some reason. Like, every year we have this conversation of they should get rid of the Pro Bowl. Man, 9 million people watched the Pro Bowl last year. Like, what shows are they canceling that 9 million people watch? Like, people don't watch live television anymore. They watch the Pro Bowl for some reason that you can get. If you can get a half a million uh, number of fans from every 32 teams in the NFL, then you get a good product. Like, that's why the Pro Bowl is never going to die. America likes the Pro Bowl. Stop watching the Pro Bowl and we'll get something different. That's the solution. We have no football that weekend, though. I mean, that's the problem, right? Yeah, I guess it is. They got it the the one slow weekend of the year be- yeah. before the Super Bowl. Man, I get enough football throughout the course of the season, and there's way too much entertainment options. I'd rather just go, go watch a you know thirty for thirty. I'd rather go watch a movie. I'd rather see what's on Netflix. I don't need to watch fake two hand touch football on a, on on a Sunday. Like I I can find something else to watch. Yeah, I'm a hard pass in the Pro Bowl. I I do enough <laughs> with the NFL season that I could take the weekend. <laughs> Football's been my career for like ten years, and I haven't watched it in probably nine years. I mean, somebody on the text line he goes, "Why does the media hate the Pro Bowl so much?" And always suggest it ought to be canceled. The Pro Bowl is a cool event. And yes, fans watch. I think it got that's a little, why they that's why they play it. They took a page out of the NHL's book with the skill. Yeah, they got dodgeball now. But they found a way to, I think, mess that up, too. They don't even, as far as a, at least a year or two ago, do it live. It, they ended up, the results come out on Twitter, and then you watch, like, this pseudo-replay yeah, at night. I'm not watching Unless that. they changed it since then. Again, I'm, Why not, would I watch I'm not an expert yeah. on the pro <laughs> Why would I watch the dodgeball game if I already know the results, <laughs> you know? exactly it, man. Joel, let me ask you this, uh, just over the years and tracking it. 
how has MVP type content generated towards your website? Because I'm intrigued about the MVP. Like this is the first time in my lifetime there's been a Chiefs player that legitimately has a chance to win MVP. So the conversations when you watch ESPN, you watch Fox Sports One, you go online, the conversations that people are having for MVP. This is the first time that we've been able to interject. We've been able to have an opinion on MVP. So it's really interesting to me. I'm curious on your website how it, how traffic has been generated based on the conversation of Mahomes winning MVP. Well, as a Chiefs fan, I don't know because uh, because you've had the uh, maybe there was that one year like 2013. Jamal had a really good year, yeah. and maybe you got some uh, some some uh, people talking about it. But that was a year Peyton had a million touchdowns. So yeah, the Chiefs haven't had like a legitimate MVP candidate, let alone a favorite um, since we've been doing this. Uh, I do think that there's a lot of interest in it. Uh, it's funny watching Chiefs Twitter. Anyone, someone. Anytime someone brings up Drew Brees and how he's going to break the completion percentage record, and you just get Chiefs Twitter piling on, like, no, 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 Mahomes has a you know a thousand more yards and ten more touchdowns. Like they're pretty defensive about it, which I like. Is that that, was that Carrington that you're talking? Because he went nuts (laughs) for like a half an hour to start the show today, and I'm with him on it. I just killed the Pro Bowl calling it a joke. This MVP race, it might be more of a joke. Something you like to do that I I like that you do, C Dot, on Twitter is you do the A, B, and C player, and you don't name the player. If you just look at the numbers mm-hmm. and don't put any names next to them, how are we even talking about this? It should not even be close. It's Mahomes by a landslide. And that's what's so confusing to me and maybe, like, why it makes me so mad because, like, I don't like when you question my intellect. Like, we might, we can have a conversation and we can disagree. That's fine. But when I see this story from NFL.com, so it is an NFL.com story. And then I see an NFC general manager anonymously say, only thing I'm sure of is Breeze is the MVP. And then I see an unnamed NFC executive Quote, I just think Breeze has played the best. He's completed almost 75% of his passes, 8 point, or 8.15 yards per pass. It's amazing. I just think Breeze is the best quarterback, and right now they're the best team. If you've watched the NFL this season, how do you come to the conclusion that Drew Brees has been the best quarterback? It's, I don't think he's been one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL this season. It's that cocoon mentality uh, where you've been watching the guy. For, like It's hard for somebody new to break in. And if you've been watching the great quarterbacks for a long time, you just assume Brady's going to be somehow top five in MVP voting just because yeah. he always is. Uh, so it's hard for somebody new to break in. I think Mahomes has done it better than um, anybody in, in uh, recent memory. And he should get it. I think he's still the Vegas favorite as of this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what I said. I think it's a good old boy network type thing. Right. Really. I mean, they've been watching Breeze for all these years. They know Breeze. Who's this new kid? And we don't know who this NFC general manager executive is anyway. They may, he may not have even watched the Chiefs closely. It's probably the Giants general manager who's back in Eli. Yeah. Or, Again in 2019. Or, or That's exactly could, what it is. Or it could be the Saints GM. Who knows? It's an NFC GM, you know, who's stumping for his own dude to win an MVP. So I, I, I'm, with, I'm with, you know, I'm, thankfully the AP votes on this stuff. It's not some fan vote. You know, it's not, you know, it's not a player vote. You know, it's not like an all-star game vote. It's the AP. Hey, the AP likes Drew Brees, too. I could see this being a lifetime achievement award. He, I don't think he's ever won an MVP. Can't, you can't, he hasn't, but you can't do that. Oh, like, watch him. Yeah. Half the boats will go for him. They are certainly trying to do that. <laughs> right. like, like, like we say, they can't do that. They're doing their damnedest to try to get <laughs> I mean, the Drew Brees. I mean, Rich Gannon has a vote, too. And, 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 you know, we'll hear from him coming up at 430 today. We ask him about it, you know. Your defense cannot hold the Cowboys to 13 points and you lose that football game. Mahomes is not losing that game. You want to talk about Drew Brees playing yeah, better? Right. The quarterback's the beginning of the team. It's as simple as that. I mean, against the Carolina Panthers, a 12-9 final. The Panthers are, are talking about 
replacing their quarterback right now. How do you lose? How do you only win that game by three points? To me, it's not even close. We've we've made that point before about when you compare like Mahomes to Alex, how Mahomes' floor is just so much higher. He doesn't have those nine and ten point games. That's the same thing against Breeze. Against any team, you say, okay, Chiefs D is holding them to thirteen points. Mahomes is what winning ninety nine of those hundred games. Right. right. No, that, no, that that's absolutely what's happening. Coming up on the other side. You were hating last week on Eric Berry. We want to talk about how he played and what you think the plan is going forward. Talking Chiefs with our guys from Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney and Joe Thorman right here is The Drive. The Drive, presented by Tecate. Back in on The Drive, it is our Arrowhead Pride roundtable. Pete Sweeney, Joe Thorman from the AP. Pete, last week, (laughs) you were hating hard on EB. You were hating hard. How'd you think he looked? And I've got an over-under question for you. I think he looked great. I think he looked like the only player that we've seen in the secondary this year who could tackle, who you're confident to go in and blow up a play. Those other guys, when when they're next to him and he's making plays and, and blowing up guys and it's not even a question, you start to realize how poor the tackling, I think, in the secondary has been. As far as the hate goes, the my beef, if if you really comes down to it, last week was more with the hype going into his return and how excited we should be because of Eric Berry. I, I think he kind of lived up to the hype, though. He, I, I just maybe it's because they have not been transparent about the situation. But to me, I still have more questions about. All right, well, where was he all year? Because after the game, reporters asked him, you know, Eric, did you could think about coming back for the Ravens game. It wasn't in my spirit. I said it last night on Arrowhead Pride yeah. Radio, Tuesdays at 6. I've been on it the entire week, too, Pete. I'm not, with you. Not in your spirit. I got my boss next to me right here, Joel. If I told you, yeah, I don't think I'm going to work this week. You know, you can cover me. It's not in my spirit to work. That'd be that'd be unacceptable. What if you told him that for 14 weeks? Exactly. And, and so my thing is. But, though, Pete, though, and I, I apologize for cutting no, you off. No, go ahead. The big difference is in journalism, I mean, for in our profession, I know you can die being a journalist. If you go to the game and have to cover it, there's no significant body injury that can happen to you. You can't do something that can significantly but, hurt your earning potential. We agree, playing in the NFL of if you go out there and you don't feel sure, you don't feel comfortable about your leg, can have some serious consequences for yourself and serious consequences for everybody else. If I don't show up to work tomorrow, everybody's fine. Then be tra- I'm going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Everybody's going to be fine. My, my that, po- that's not the case in there, job. Then be transparent about it. They've just has been so wishy-washy all year. My, I'm thinking, my thing is, oh, it wasn't his spirit, so he really could have came back against the Ravens. Maybe instead of 30 snaps, he plays 50 snaps against the, the Chargers. They win the game, and you're off for the next three weeks right now because the Steelers upset the Patriots. And the other part of that, too, though, is that he even said in that post-game interview that he said he'd felt the same for about the last three to four weeks. You lost by one point. You don't think Eric Barry, if he plays in the second half, no, you win, win that, that game. football game? They win that game. You have the lead and, with five minutes left. And even if they come down and score, I guarantee there's not a guy sitting wide open in the end zone on a two-point conversion. I think the Chiefs are a better team with Eric, Eric Barry back. My, my beef comes in, I just am not on, this guy's our savior. I mean, he still signed a contract that made him the most expensive safety in the league. I get the ruptured Achilles, but then you miss more games. That's 29 straight games. I think if that's any other player in any other city, they are getting killed for that stretch. I think you're. I think you're probably right on it being any other player. Um, Eb does have a bit of a different history, so you can't change the fact that he is different. You do feel differently about him because of the cancer thing. I think. Yeah. I mean everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like just the the it seems like the energy he brought, the way he was, uh, was pointing, 
pointing out players who, uh, you know, where to line up. Like I thought all that was meaningful and I thought his return was a success because I left the game saying the same thing. If he plays the whole game, I think the Chiefs probably win that game. And then the other part of it, too, is, and I can't remember if it was Matt Land or Ken Swanson that wrote the piece on ArrowheadPride.com, but they talked about, like, a, a 10 of the 30 snaps he was on the field, he had to rearrange, get guys in the right place. You know, I remember a couple of specifically where he's yelling at Orlando Scandrick to get in the Screaming. right spot. And, yes. And people, you know, some people came back, and they're right, that safety's in general, it's their job to really get people in the right position. But if you really watch the tape, there are times when he is furious yelling at these I guys. I mean, one of them, he was having a temper tantrum. Exactly. He looked like Isla Fisher on Wedding Crashers on that one. <laughs> like, that's literally how he looked. He's stomping around trying to get guys in position. I asked a question yesterday. That wasn't happening before. So Ron Parker just saw guys lined up incorrectly and wasn't doing nothing about it? Or did, Eric Murray or was seeing know. guys lined up incorrectly? It's got to be not, not noticed, yeah. I would guess. That's what I'm thinking, too. Or... Where was Dirty Dan? True. Yeah, I mean he's no Eric Berry though. I, he isn't, and that and that and that's why I am glad he's back, and I am curious to see what we what we get out of him again in the Seattle game. If he plays the majority of that game or that entire game, I think she's had a really good chance of winning because I think they would have won that game against the Chargers. I don't think it's even close. Seven points with Barry, twenty two without him. I mean, it, it really comes down to that. I, mean, I think I think he ends up playing the whole game. They're a different football team with him on the field. Totally. I mean, that was there was no doubt about it. There was no doubt about it on yeah. Thursday night. What pains me, and going back to last week, is, man, then play the whole game. I Because you win. You win if you play the whole game. Let me ask you this, then. Sounds like you would take the over. If I set the over-under on snaps for 50, let's assume there's more than 50 snaps. Like, I mean, it could be 47 snaps in the game. Do we think he plays more? Because he played 30 in the game against the Los Angeles Chargers. He played more or less than 45, or 50, excuse me. I, I would guess probably around 45-50. This is now me just guessing. It seems like they're going to be increasing him. I still don't think he plays the, the full game. And if that's the case, like in basketball, do you almost wonder why not start playing him in the second, right? Because, you know, when yeah. a guy's in foul trouble early in yeah. basketball, you hold him to the big parts of the game. I almost, looking back, I mean, of course, hindsight's yeah, 20 so you can't blame it. the team. Yeah. But you'd almost hope that he would have played the second half instead last game. It, yeah, but, it'd, but, be, it'd be hard to warm up before the game and then a, sit the for two hours. I mean, and they, then, got, they got bikes and stuff. You can do it. Yeah, no, I think it, it's a legit it's, question. It's, it's different. It's different. You're going to get completely hot, go through your entire pregame warm-up, do all that stuff, stand on the sideline, freeze your you-know-whats off, and, and it was raining a little bit too, and then expect him to go out there and, and get 15 minutes to hop on a bike and, and do all that? I'm, no. You you have to play him in the first half of that game. And he's he's past the point of playing just one half. He did yeah. that last week, so he's going to play more. Uh, put me down for the over on whatever you said it at. I'll, I think at least 90% of the snaps, if not the whole game. I'm curious, Pete, in this golden ticket philosophy that you have, who are the players you think get that? Cause it, I, I, it was I, three members of the Chiefs organization. I'm with you on Barry. It was three members of the Chiefs organization that get, for me, a pass on just the year. Because yeah. my, my thing was, Bob Sutton has taken a lot of the blame. So I did it last night. I said that Sammy Watkins, and this was even before he was injured. Again, you can't really necessarily control injuries, although players get blamed for those all the time. Yeah, S Sammy Watkins is first-team all excuses. But he's just loved in Kansas City regardless. That's the whole point of the golden ticket. And I look at Brett Veach. His two big offseason acquisitions are Sammy and Anthony Hitchens, who, by the way, somehow is a Pro Bowl alternate. Talk about the Pro Bowl. We've seen yeah. how that has sort of worked out. He's like fourth in the league in tackles, though, man. That counts for something. And, if, and, and it's left the secondary 
depleted, didn't sure. make a move at the deadline. That's yeah. why you're in the position you are. But Brett Veach is, oh, he brought us Mahomes. By the way, no, he didn't. He still didn't make the trade. That was John Dorsey. But he, if you talk to anyone about, we know, we talked about this during the break. You mentioned Tano Passigno, inactive last game. That's a Dorsey pick. Well, what's a what's what's a Veach pick and what's a Dorsey pick? Like so, to me, the three golden tickets of the Chiefs organization who can do no wrong: Sammy Watkins, Eric Berry, and Brett Veach. I'm surprised Mahomes isn't on that list. Mahomes had those two interceptions against the Rams. We, we me, spent the whole time talking about the defense. Mahomes, this offense had the ball with four minutes to go at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. If you get one or two first downs in that game, you probably win the game. I feel a, like Mahomes, a, uh, Mahomes is above criticism. But you're not too. an 11-win team without Patrick Mahomes. You put Alex Smith, you're not winning 11 games to this yeah. point. That's my. That's the difference. No, I get you. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, coming up in just a bit, we'll take a look ahead to this game on Sunday night against the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not picking them this week. I'm curious where you guys are. We'll talk about it coming up. It's The Drive. The Drive, presented by Tecate. Back in on The Drive. A couple more minutes with the guys from Arrowhead Pride. Coming up in just a bit. Some of you have not finished your Christmas shopping. I'm going to help you. What about those of us that haven't even started it? Pete. I'm here to help you. I'm here to give you the wisdom that somebody gave me, and now I'm going to pass it to you. We're going to get this done. But we got a little bit of breaking news that I think will excite you guys. Patrick Mahomes has signed a deal with Hunt's Ketchup. This courtesy of Darren Ravel, after Chiefs quarterback told Seth Wickersham of his ketchup obsession. This was first reported by Ali Trost of Arrowhead Pride a couple weeks ago. So Patrick Mahomes has a ketchup endorsement. How about it? I love it. Just breaking news. And they, then taking it back, and so, then it becomes true anyway. So is he gonna? So is he gonna? Like, you think they're gonna put his face on like Hunt's ketchup bottles? Is that is that how it's gonna work? I have no idea. I, we saw over the weekend that he is going to have patty flakes. Yeah, the cereal. I'm in. I'll buy that. So He's that on his way to like Peyton Manning status here. Pretty Wheaties. absolutely. Wheaties. It's almost like Wheaties. Uh, you throw them on. I, but really, that's even taking it to another level. Having your own brand, name brand. My thing is. When it comes to patty flakes, are they going to really buy that on the coast? Like, I could see Kansas City people buying that. Yeah. But in New York, are you going to buy some you, patty flakes? Did you buy Flutie flakes? I mean, no. Were they buying those out in L.A.? They're just doing it for social media anyway, yeah, let's be honest. Sell the hell out of it. I'll buy a couple boxes. I'll try oh, it. Yeah. I'll keep one as a souvenir, man. I'm I mean, definitely buying one. I mean, that's what I think they're going to do. Like, I think that the ketchup endorsement is going to be a social media thing. Like, yeah. they're going to show one big picture of him eating, and he's going to have ketchup, and it's going to get 100,000 retweets. Yep. And that's great endorsement. Like, I don't know how much the money is. Maybe you guys have the information. But, I mean, that's I mean, that's where it's going. It's not all, hey, we'll put your face on a ketchup bottle. It's going to be, hey, you need to post 18 times over the course of three months, hashtag ad. Yep. And, you know, we think that 5 million people will see these tweets. I think it's a great sign because me and you, Carrington, always talk about this. It's like follow the money. So that's why we rely on Las Vegas a lot. You follow the money of these companies now. They're buying into the fact that Mahomes is really going to have this Montana Favre-like career, and they're getting yeah. in early. Like To me, that's a great sign, even for his on-the-field play. I know it doesn't have a direct connection, but I like it in that sense. And I would say this goes to kind of show you that the NFL is a lot like it's a lot like the NBA in a mindset of you can be a star anywhere. Like LeBron James played in Cleveland. Was a star. Russell Westbrook plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. You can be a star, but you don't have to go to New York in the NFL to be the biggest thing. And Peyton Manning was a huge deal, most right. most marketable player. He played in Indianapolis and Denver. Not saying those were small towns, but Patrick Mahomes can absolutely be the biggest thing in the NFL if he has a great career right here from Kansas City. I mean, these endorsements in year one show you that. When it was Broncos week, they had Von Miller on the local conference call. And one of the questions I had for him, because Pat Mahomes was kind of on that way, was 
what goes along with being the face of the NFL? And he made the point that you just made. Denver, Cleveland, whatever. He's just like, you got a ball. That was, I think, I think that's exactly what he said. You have to ball. So really, it's just a skill thing. Mahomes is there. It doesn't matter who he plays for. Yeah, I mean, if you're really good and you have at least somewhat of a personality, they can work with you. I mean, some of these guys that are in the soup commercials, not a ton of personality in some of those dudes, but it works. You know, so I, I think I think I love this for Mahomes. I, he even signed that executive airshare deal. You know, it's a local company here in Kansas City. It's basically like a timeshare for an airplane. Right. You know, and and he did those guys like right out of the gate. You know, he's doing that. So I, I think it's the start of a bunch of stuff. He sure as hell can't be the Heinz guy, right? When you got Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. I mean, I, it came down to hunts, right? I'm just and you impre- got Clark Hunt as the I'm, owner. You get it? You I'm impressed me on this? that from one <laughs> from one from one mention in an article and getting made fun of all about Twitter, he turns into what is probably a six figure sponsorship yeah, deal. We, like that's that's next level. That's he's amazing. At least a half million bucks for that, don't you think? I mean, power of branding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was a big thing for them. Like it was a big thing on the internet about ketchup. If I'm a ketchup company, man, this is easy. You know. Easy two hundred thousand dollars. We'll give it away. This will be the best endorsement that we'll get over the yep. course of the year. So I mean, this it, it was it was very smart when it comes to them. And if you talk about endorsements, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is maybe the most marketable current yeah. player in the NFL. Yeah. Discount double check. He plays in Casey Kane, basically. I mean, Green Bay. You've been <laughs> in Green Bay. It is basically Wyandotte County. That's like that's how big it is. And he's turned into a major star. So yeah, you can be a star from anywhere. You're a Chiefs fan, Mahomes supporter. You're a little tipsy. It's a barbecue. You're you're going into the store. Of course, now you're going to think, oh, Mahomes that supports Hunts. I'm going to get Hunts instead of Hines. I think it's a great great idea. For you. you know, it absolutely is. Yeah, Hunts is going to run off the shelves in Kansas City. From, I mean, <laughs> well, it's gross. So hopefully nobody buys it. <laughs> Ketchup uh, is disgusting. Ketchup is uh, amazing. Uh, I'm not picking the Chiefs this week. I think that's defensible. Based on how they've played the last month, I don't trust them to go on the road in a big time spot and win this game, especially in a team that's desperate and needs it. Like Seattle is still at the chance to make the playoffs. It's going to be hard to make the playoffs if you lose this home game on Sunday night football with the energy. I think that Seattle's home advantage is the best in the NFL. Sunday night game, and I always say the same way we talk about Arrowhead and how nobody's going to come in here and beat us, you've got to use that same logic with other teams in the NFL that have comparable home field advantages. I think Seattle kind of does a lot of the things that I think the Chiefs have shown to be weak at. I'm not picking them this week. Feels a lot like the Ravens with a better quarterback, which should be pretty concerning because the Chiefs almost lost that game. I feel like the method on how to beat the Chiefs is out, and something that really concerns me that came out of the blue today is Mitch Schwartz not practicing. He's been a staple at right tackle, so it's a position you never really think about if you're a Chiefs fan. The Seattle Seahawks have a good front that can sack the quarterback. If you don't have Mitch Schwartz in there and you're already down to Jeff Allen at left guard, I yeah. mean, I know it's a position you don't talk about a lot, but Cam that is Irving's concerning, back, though, so. especially especially get it, given how loud yeah. it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I it, it's a worrisome game. Yeah, that, that's a really good point that you brought up too, Pete, because when you talk to guys that played the game, and there's like the tackles have the hardest time when you're on the road in loud venues, uh, hearing snap counts, all that stuff. Yeah, the Schwartz thing with with the knee injury, he didn't practice today. For those that have just joined us, he suffered some sort of a knee injury. Shockingly, we don't know the specifics coming out of the Kremlin over there at One Arrowhead Drive because they don't give out a whole lot of information. Um, but <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, that's what I call it, man. Like, it's tough getting information, and it's misinformation and propaganda. Um, <laughs> One Fort Knox draft. Yeah, seriously, man. But So, yeah, I think that's a big deal. I mean, Mitchell Schwartz has started, what, 110 straight games, only had 30 penalties in his career? It's like referees, I think, when it comes to yeah. right tackles and left tackles, too. The less you talk about them, the better they're playing. You never sure. talk about Mitch Schwartz. You yeah. just never talk about him. Even earlier in the year, you talked about a pro bowler Eric I mean, Fisher against Chandler Jones. I mean, like, he's not a pro bowler. I mean, Schwartz in a pro bowler. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 
No, just an opera. Yeah. I think that 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 streak snap is is pretty important to sure him. Sure, it is. Um, I, I I don't know anything about the injury, but I guess I'd still expect him to play. Just he's got it's a been... knee. Just in case he's got a knee. We'll get oh, he's that got to a you. knee. He's he's well, got a little he's knee. Got a knee. He's got a little knee. We'll little get that knee. Thanks, Romeo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I would he. I remember when uh, I think it was one of those Week 17 games a couple years ago. He really wanted to play to keep his snap streak up. Yeah. So week was, 17 I, last last yeah. Year, yeah. When last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to. And so he really wanted to keep it up, so it's obviously really important to him. Um, if there's any way, I'd imagine he's going to be out there. What's the mindset in Kansas City if the Chiefs win? What's the mindset in Kansas City if the Chiefs lose? Because if they lose, the AFC is the one seed, the AFC, a potential buy, could very much be out the door if they lose this game. This is a Sunday night game, so there are certain scenarios that could be over where if you win the game, it could be wrapped up without – the Chiefs even have to having to win next week. I think if if the Chargers could be by the Ravens, right, right, yeah. then the Chiefs can wrap it up. And so to me, uh, that it depends a little bit on that. But even so, I think if you win the game, you feel pretty comfortably comfortable about uh, the Raiders. And I think the the panic eases quite a bit. The Raiders just signed Nathan Peterman today, which is amazing uh, to me. If they lose, it's only going to up the panic. And again, that has a lot to do with Saturday night. I believe it is where yeah. the Ravens. If yeah, the Chargers beat the Ravens, then all of a sudden, I mean, you're pr- if you lose that game on Sunday night, you're probably going to be the five seed. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think uh, if they win, you feel like you've got it wrapped up because it's just the Raiders next week. 33-30 a couple weeks ago aside, yeah. you feel good about beating the Raiders. Uh, if you lose, take last week's panic and multiply it uh, by several. Uh, it'll it'll be it will not be a good week in Kansas City if, uh, if, they, lose. if, if they win the game against Seattle. I mean, I'm talking about just relief, man. You know, relief. because I'm super stressed about this game. I'm with C Dot. I can't pick the Chiefs to win this game this week. Can't do it. Not based. I mean, the, you know, the Seahawks have the best rushing attack in the NFL, and you know, unless you had your head under a rock for the last fifteen weeks, you know that the Chiefs have a hard time stopping the run, and they give up five yards of play. It's a bad combo on the road in Seattle. It just stinks because you feel like this always happens with the Chiefs. I think even last year, and then dating back to a, pre, a couple of years ago when they were about to play the New England Patriots, injuries seem to always catch up with them. Like they're missing. Sammy Watkins right now and I think if he's in the mix maybe it helps you a little bit a little bit more and the Kareem Hunt thing was really sure. weird that kind of pulled the rug from uh, rug from underneath you so if you're a Chiefs fan that has to be real frustrating I look at this game and obviously where it is it's the correct answer but if they win this game on Sunday it is by far the most impressive win they've had this year I'm mm-hmm. talking of just the team they beat the situation they beat them on the road Sunday night football against a team that can run the ball and play good defense against you Man, that sounds like a bad matchup for this Chiefs team. When you factor in the injuries, how how the offense has diminished a little bit. Still good, but certainly not as prolific and dominant as it was early in the season. If they can find a way to scratch and claw and steal this game on the road, yeah. it will be more impressive than at Los Angeles early sure. in the season, more impressive than at Pittsburgh, more impressive than coming back from behind against the, the Broncos on Monday Night Football. This will be their best one of the season if they win. And championship teams win these games. Wouldn't you agree? Teams that are, they, they can get to and win the Super Bowl, they win these types of games when you're when you're we don't have all your studs and you're going on the road to a place like Seattle, you know. With when you don't have all your guns, man, you don't have all your weapons. Tom Brady always figured out a way. It's a playoff game for Seattle too, so yeah. that makes it all the more right. impressive. Sure, sure. I think what stands out to me too is that. The other three losses this season were against really, really good offenses who mm-hmm. put up a ton of points, and Seahawks aren't really like that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like a thirty-five, thirty game. So I think that's like the one. If you're trying to look for a silver lining here, maybe that's the one thing uh, that that you can point to. Like maybe Seattle can't put up thirty points, and maybe yeah. the Chiefs can. I think it's going to be similar to the Ravens game, like you said. I mean, because they're going to run the ball, try to ease as much clock, and keep Mahomes on the sideline, and keep you know the the. 
the Chiefs' Achilles heel, the defense, out on the field as, as long as possible. I don't think the Chiefs are scoring 30 in this game. It, it scares you a little bit, too, I think, how Baldwin and Lockett are playing. They really, really looked good last week. I know Baldwin has been dealing with injuries all throughout the year. That looks like a guy who's about to drop 200 on this Chiefs secondary. That's our guys from Arrowhead Prime. It's Pete Sweeney, Joel Thorman. Happy holidays, guys. Thanks for coming in today. See you, fellas. Later, dudes. Hello. You're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play. Brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories. Like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0. Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.